Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. So I'm just sitting there, and the graveyard kind of goes up and part of a hill, and looking out my driver's side, this thing was on top of the hill, and I kind of had to double take. Oh, I'm looking at it, and it's pitch dark at this point, and this thing is, like, white. Like, its arms are as long as its freaking body, man. Like, it's standing up, looking at me. The longest freaking fingers, the longest limbs I've ever seen in my life. Like, this thing was totally not proportioned. And it just comes screaming down the hill, and it's right there in my face, the driver's side window. And it's clicking. It's doing this clicking. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long, bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. But the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast. And spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody yells, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blowed his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over, and there are two small gray entities pulling it. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush, and I touch air. Couldn't breathe, and I couldn't move, because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. 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 to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is contact at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's contact at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section, and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me. Just get a hold of me. We have a great member episode waiting for you right now. We have JR and his wife, Shelly, coming into the studio. If you don't know who JR is, listen to episode 309, The Predator. That was one of the all-time episodes we've ever had on the show, and the overtime was more of an all-time than the public part of the show. But him and his wife come down to the studio to talk with me over the weekend. This is one of two recordings we did with them, and they share all their wild experiences that they've had that have never been on The Confessionals before. You see, JR and his wife have something going on in their life where they seem to be marked, and they have really wild experiences, and they come to share it all with The Confessionals members right now.
All right, today we got Jr. in studio and his wife Shelly. How are you? Good. Doing good, man. So, uh, people that have heard your episode loved it, and people who haven't have no idea who you are. Right. So, I guess before, and we're just gonna have a, a good conversation. We're just gonna see where things go and have a good conversation. I, we were talking earlier, and you started saying things like, "Dude, just save it for the recording." Uh, <laughs> But what's funny, what what I think is funny is that you contacted me about one thing and it turns out you just got a lot of weird in your life. Absolutely. It's like, you're somebody who it's like this stuff is you're attracted to. It's not like, I wouldn't say, well, maybe you are now, but I wouldn't say you initially set out to find these stuff. It's like, it finds you. And, uh, it's interesting because it's like your wife's, um, your stories kind of almost have a similar vibe. It's just like, I don't know, it just happens. Just happens. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, getting to know you guys, uh, we were at your house mm. and you guys told some gnarly stories. We went dog man hunting that night. We did. And uh, I was like, we need to get this on good recording because the recording we had was just absolutely awful uh, audio wise. But um, so... I guess before we get too carried away, uh, you're from episode 309. Yep. And uh, if you could just give a recap as to what kind of brought you to the show. What, we, we did the 309 and then we did the overtime in 309. We'll touch on overtime. Yep. <laughs> we'll touch that overtime. I don't even know what spawned the overtime if it was the story that I think, because I don't remember anything about the overtime except for what we always talk about. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I don't even remember if there was like anything. There probably was. I just don't remember it. But the public show, you basically, well, I'll let you tell them. But go ahead and tell the people so that they know. So on the public show, uh, episode 309, man, I had called. The way I found your show, um, just shout out to Wes Germer real quick. I, I was a, um, Sasquatch Chronicles listener, um, and I don't know how. I think he mentioned your name, or you guys did something to each with each other. Um, man, I jumped over and checked you out, and then it was I was hooked immediately. Uh, it wasn't just Sasquatch, dude. I loved everything you were doing. Um, so I reached out. Um, I was a criminal, uh, not my whole life, but uh, most of it. So I think I caught my first charge. I was nine years old, ten years old, something like that. It was a little graffiti charge. Uh, long story short, just a quick recap, man. I um, I was on the run, um, running from the police, and went out and stayed on some property uh, that actually belonged to her dad. Um, and I was I was hiding. It was way out in the middle of nothing. Um, and I was digging for arrowheads, man. You can find arrowheads on the on the property. Um, and I'm out in the woods. I smoked at the time. I didn't vape. And um, I'm out there. I, I was selling them to a guy. Um, He's giving me like 20 bucks a piece for them, you know, 25, depending on what they were. And uh, I'm out there digging and in this little mound and uh, disclaimer, I wasn't trying to disturb anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> that that wasn't my plan, but I'm, I'm finding these arrowheads. And uh, I, I took a break, dude, and I'm, I'm smoking a cigarette and, um, you know, uh, something, seen something out of the corner of my eye. So I kind of looked over and there's absolutely nothing there. I'm like, well, it's got to be smoke off my cigarette, you know. And I go back to kind of just lean in there and uh, take another hit off my cigarette. And I see it again. And when I look to my right, there's a, it's got to be 
seven, eight feet, it looks like the Predator. The movie The Predator, not like when he's, you know, visible, but the water cloaking kind of distorted uh, look to it. And he kind of looks at me. He realized, I think, that I saw him. And he looked at me and he looked at his feet like, is this thing working kind of deal. Um, and I'm I'm at a loss immediately. Like, uh, I don't know if you've ever been scared in your life, but when it goes from the top of your head to your feet, just real quick, um, and when this thing realized I saw it, it took off running, and I watched the grass split, man. And it just, I mean, like the roadrunner from the cartoon. So when he went that way, I left everything where it was at, and I went this way. Um, ran back up to the house. You can't get cell service there, so I borrowed a phone. It's another mile up the road. Um, I'm on the run. Uh, for, you know, I'm looking at probably 12 years uh, with everything, and um called my mom dude and i told my mom I was like you got to come get me i'm not staying here anymore she's the only one who knew where i was and she's like you can't jr there's the police have been up here three times this week and i'm like i don't care you got to come get me you know I'm, I'm not staying here there's an alien or it's a, a demon or it's there's something out here and she's like okay and uh i left man i left everything there and i went and i got locked up and i played out and i, I got three years and uh yeah it was it was, it was three years yeah, it was oh, okay. a three. It was a three year deal, but it was like eighteen months. Gotcha. Okay. Total, you know, yeah, for day. Nonviolent. I didn't do anything bad to anybody, but that you got caught for, right? right. <laughs> uh, no, I, I remember. I, I always say eighteen months when I retell the story, and I was like, "Dang it, I got that way off." <laughs> well, <it's, laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. Know. Uh, so that was your experience there with uh, on the property, mm-hmm. and uh, then you. You kind of came to the show to talk about that, yeah. And then we kind of did the overtime. We went into other stuff, and we'll hit on that too. Yeah. Um, but you, it turns out, uh, I talk about this um, this other story I'm working on, and uh, the the guy who's telling me the story, Wyatt, he tells me parts of the story, and I'm like. This, I, the one part of the story sounded really familiar. And I'm like, this sounds just like JR's story. Yeah. And, and part of me was like, this guy, he heard JR's story. He's regurgitating it to me, you know? And uh, after thorough investigations, uh, it's not the case at all. In fact, what you went through and what you shared in the overtime, uh, it actually is something that, you know, is happening a lot to people. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, now I remember. So I, I, I was saying how I don't remember the rest of the overtime. It was the Satanist stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they were coming, they were coming for you. It was weird, man. Um, uh, this is back when you first started doing the overtime. Yeah. I, think I was like the second one maybe, yeah. or third, second or third one. But yeah, um, you just said, is there any other weird stuff that's ever happened in your life? And there was because I belonged to a 1% motorcycle club, right? Um, before all this other had happened. And, um, it's weird, man. It, it People want to be nice to you for some reason. You know, they, it's like they, they gravitate toward it, especially women. Uh, but but guys do too. I guess it's the, the idea of the lifestyle. So mm-hmm. I'm staying in these apartments, man. And um, I'm working at a little gas station uh, just part-time to kind of have a gig. You know what I mean? Um, and this dude comes in <laughs> and uh, he looks like he'd be my kind of people. He's in leather. He's got... Uh, half his face tattooed, the other half he's had scars put into his face uh, on purpose. Um, he's got 
some swastika pens and, and, you know, different stuff on. And I said, man, I, li- I like the tattoos. And he bought a pack of cigarettes. And he said, well, I've never seen him before. He's like, yeah, man. So he, he starts becoming this frequent customer. So now I know what kind of cigarettes and what kind of monster drink he's drinking. And we just kind of collaborate that way. Come to find out, I've lived at this place for like four years. He's been there longer than me, and he lives directly across the street in these apartments. So when I say directly, it's not like you and I are sitting. It'd be more like toward the door over there, so it's diagonal. But you could hit it with a a stone from where the guy lives, and I've never seen him. Uh, Been there forever. I've had my brothers over. um, Had a couple of little incidents there where, you know, everybody in the neighborhood kind of popped out because of some things that happened, and I never saw this guy. Um, so we start hanging out and, uh, we become friends. We're drinking together. He's real interested in the club, man. Um, and we're talking, well, he's a, he's a tattoo artist and a body piercer and, uh, I don't wear it anymore, but he did some piercings in my lip for me and we're just, we're just friends, man. You know, um, and in the process of us becoming friends out of the blue one night, he just asked me, how do I feel about God? You know, and uh, I, for me today as a Christian, believing there is a God and believing in a God is two different things. You know what I mean? So at that point in my life, I believed there was a God, but I was kind of a free agent. You know, I wasn't uh, wasn't really on his side. didn't Didn't really want nothing to do with him as long as he left me alone. I was good, and didn't really want nothing to do with the devil as long as he left me alone. I was good, and I was just kind of my own my own guy. And uh, you know, he. Uh, he comes out and he's like, bro, I, I just want you to know, man, you know, I'm a, I'm a Satanist. Cool. That was the end of the conversation. You know, we, I guess it was maybe a month later. And, yeah, I'm a pastor of a satanic church. It's, and it's little tidbits he keeps throwing every once in a yeah. while, you know. Um, it's finally, I just said, so what are you talking about, bro? And he breaks it all down. And I may be saying it wrong. He might have been a Luciferian. I don't know. I, I believe it was a Satanist. Um, I believe it was... They believe you can do whatever you want as long as it's in moderation kind of thing. So uh, murder's not bad as long as you don't do it all the time. Mm. You know what I mean? Or whatever whatever the sin is. If it's every once in a while, if it's in moderation, you're okay. I'm good. You, that's what you do. You know what I mean? He's never tried to force it on me. I don't I don't care what you do, bro. If, if you respect me, I respect you. We can be friends. You know what I mean? Um, and in an ordeal where... I put my club before everybody else, man. I had a I had a run down here, matter of fact. Uh, really? Yeah, we had to come to Tennessee. Um, I was gone for three or four days, and uh, I had always it was club first, you know. Uh, I was bad, man. I was a real degenerate, like uh, drinking and drugs. It, it didn't matter. I was. Uh, I used to joke and tell people I didn't have a problem with drugs. You know, I did them all. And, and I did everything under the sun except for peyote. But if I could have found peyote, I would have done it. That's just me. It, it, it was some internal stuff that I just didn't want to feel, you know. Um, but so I had to come down here. And in the process of that, uh, the girl I was with, we were together for like eight and a half years. Um, she had been talking to another friend of ours. Um, and it was her friend, of course, first. But I'd met him through her. And this is before her and I ever got together. We used to hang out. Um so they start this relationship because I was, I basically did everything but hand her over to him, really. You know what I mean? I was always gone, uh, only cared about what I had going on. And um, long story short, me and her end up splitting up. She becomes pregnant uh, by this other guy and had a big deal, ordeal with him where I, I went through her door and 
you know, I, I got in trouble for that. And I got locked up and, um, I wasn't allowed to be there, but his house was enough feet away that I could go to his house and she couldn't call the cops on me. Um, and then he, you know, he told me, man, I can, I can get her for you. I'm like, nah, dude, don't put your hands on her. It ain't worth all that. He said, no, man, we ain't, we ain't got to do that. I said, what are you talking about? He said, I just need something that's hers. Um, you need to tell me what it is you want to do. He said, I can release a demon to just devastate her life. Immediately, that sounded like a good idea in my mind. You know, heck yeah, I, I can hurt her and I don't have to go back to jail. And it's going to be awesome. Um, well, it wasn't because he needed something that was hers. He needed intent and he needed my blood for some reason is what he told me. Uh, blood being a life force, you know, is what he said. I'm like, okay, now in the process of me saying that I did drugs, I did, man. I partied hard, played hard, but I always had control of it. You know, I, I could pick it up and I could lay it down. Um, never really, uh, I never really had a problem to where I would say it was affecting my life so much to where, um, you know, I couldn't hold a job and, and couldn't do what I was doing. I did. I, I had one of her old hairbrushes, I think it was, and I, I gave him the hair, uh, wrote out my intent and gave him enough blood that he said he needed. Um, and supposedly he did the, he did the spell, you know, um, the thing about it was, is I don't think it affected her as much as it affected me mm. because after that's when my life really got crazy, dude. Um, you know, it, I ended up homeless, uh, lost my home, lost my club, lost my family. My kids weren't in my life anymore. Uh, my mother told me, if you ever come around us again, I'm going to shoot you. Um, Your mom did? Oh, yeah, dude. I was bad. I mean, I'd, I'd jerk a bike out from under a kid for a $10 bag of dope at, mm. at that point, you know? Gotcha. Uh, really start heavy on the needle um and it, it just destroyed my life man and then you know uh that's when a lot of weird stuff for me started happening and and people can say what they want and they can say i was only high but yes you do see stuff if you're you're tripping out on methamphetamine but that day that i was out there in the woods and i saw that i hadn't had any dope in me in in five days uh some of the other experiences i wasn't on dope so let me timeline wise, mm -hmm. this guy doing this stuff, talking to you, was that before your experience out in the property? Yes. Was that if before your recruitment? Yes. Wow. Okay. So in my head, I always just, I guess maybe because the way we laid it out on the show and the way we told it all, I just thought that was after. So that was before. Yeah. It, wow. his, his stuff happened before all that. That makes so much sense. Yeah. It, it, all of a sudden it's like, okay. Okay, that was the beginning. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's wild. Uh, we're going to definitely talk about all this stuff because um, because when you told me that story, I had no frame of reference to put it in. And now I do. This was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today.